with Alvin Bergstrom. I know you don't like talking about yourself. We won't go down the long list of what you've accomplished, but let's just talk about how you're feeling right now. Because last time we spoke, you had come off a back injury, and I know how tough that was. How are you feeling these days? I just feel feel blessed to be uh, to be back playing golf with everyone. So I'm just happy that I'm healthy and then can play golf like I did normally. So I'm just very happy with how our season started with our team and especially my individual uh, game too. So I'm just happy to be back and it's exciting for this uh, spring season that we have in front of us. People can probably hear it in your voice. I can definitely see it in your face. Uh, when did you get to that point where you've had that sigh of relief like you know you can swing full out and everything's fine uh, it was probably in august last year okay. so i was injured the whole summer and then came back for the fall season and that was probably the first first time that i could hit a boss without <laughs> feeling something in my back so i was just happy to be back 100 percent and it's it's nice to be playing tournaments again after a long break is there um prescription for that and mostly being rest or is there some sort of training regimen you have to go through to get the strength back what was that the key for that mm, first of all it was rest like the whole summer I had to we played nine events in last spring and it was a lot of golf so I thought it was important to rest over the summer and then start making some rehab exercise and but also a lot of stretching because that's important for golf especially when you play 54 holes over two days and it's it's important to stretch and and so your muscles uh, go back to normal again so darn it my wife's listening to this and she's telling me i need to stretch more so i guess i'll have to do that she's right okay fine every now and then she's right um you just mentioned 54 holes in two days um do you guys i know you don't practice 36 whole days does anything get you ready for that what is how does coach bradley and you guys handle that we have played a few times 36 holes qualifying. Okay. But it's it's just it's hard to prepare for it. It's just a it's a grind the whole day. You've been out on the golf course for 10 hours and you you play 36 holes. It's always hard to prepare yourself for that, but it's I think it's it's just important to focus on yourself and your your own game and hopefully it's going to be fine after the whole day, but it's important to eat eat a lot and drink a lot mm-hmm. so you stay focused the whole day because that's one of the things you can see, especially after 27 holes. You can see some of the guys that start playing a little bad and stuff like that, and that's, I think that's the main main issue for 36-hole day. It's important to keep, keep up with eating and drinking and everything so you can stay sharp in your head and play good golf. Yeah, the head part's big but you just made the other parts make even more sense what what is the break in between rounds is it much of one and 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 when do you get that time to really eat <laughs> no it's actually no break you finish the first 18 and you go straight to the next come on yeah so you have literally 10 minutes to eat your lunch and then it's the second round again so <laughs> it's never it's never going to be a break between the two rounds so it's just important to know what you have to do what you have to eat and so you can calm down and hopefully get those 10 minutes is pretty important for you to start the next round so uh, i'll make you talk about yourself just for one second but let's talk about the team too mm-hmm. uh I, I love what they did you know with the individuals and finishing one through four and yet one of those guys is in the starting five so when that's the case yeah. it's a pretty strong team top yeah. to bottom huh no i think we it was a great start for the team actually like we know oklahoma state and florida is tough on their home cores so we're pretty happy with the start of the season. I finished third in a strong event, so I think it just shows that we have a, we're a good team, and I think uh, the other teams should be prepared that we're here to fight for the for the nationals to hopefully be there and by the end of the season and 
fight for the t- title. And then last thing, what uh, you had the five under that really got you up towards the top five overall and ended up third. What was going on in the front nine? Because that's when you had five birdies. Yeah, I know. I started off pretty hard and made two birds the first two holes, and I just kept going. So I was just really happy with my start, and I knew if I shoot a good, good uh, round, the last round is going to be a good finish for myself and plus the team at the same time. So I got a little cold on the back nine, but I'm still happy with my performance and after not playing golf for um, over a month so I'm just happy to be back and finish top three in my first event it's, it's going to be a good uh, thing for myself and also the team I'll talk about all the school marks individually on the show you don't have to but congratulations on everything and keep it going Alvin. Yeah, thank you so much I guess this is what you call a perfect weather day for golf as we're doing this interview with Steve Bradley uh, we are into the spring season pretty good start I'd say I mean you're always trying to win but when you come third in that field you'll, you'll take it right yeah absolutely um, you know I think when you look at the field and, and look at the team that we were taking up there we knew we had a feeling we were gonna play pretty good we took probably our best ball striking uh, team up there based off the course requirements and and so, you know, you give yourself an opportunity to be in the final group playing with, um, you know, the number three team in the country and obviously UF uh, on their home golf course and, um, you know, kind of go through those nerves and have the crowd there and do all that stuff. I mean, hmm. certainly it would have been great to win, but it's all about trying to prep and get ready for the rest of the season and the postseason as well. So hopefully uh, we learn some things that will help us out come April, May time frame. You uh, perked my ears when you mentioned the crowd there because whenever I've been to an event, it's basically friends and family. Was it a little bit bigger for this situation? It usually is. They do a really good job of supporting um, that event there with it being right on campus. And, and so it was nice to to have our guys experience that. And, and um, they even commented it was a little bit of a tough crowd. We hit some good shots and didn't get much applause or anything <laughs> like that. But um, but we had a, we certainly have our own home course advantage when with the conference championship the last couple of years. You know, there's been great USF turnout. All right, it's tough to cheer against anybody in golf, but <laughs> I've probably done it from time to time. Uh, let's let's talk about you know the fact that you know Florida ended up running away with it, not being the highest ranked team in the field. Is it like a basketball team that's quote unquote not ranked, but uh, they kind of have home court advantage in that case? <laughs> no, I mean Florida's a good team. I mean they're they. You know, they were 31st in the country or whatever and, and playing their home golf course, which is a huge advantage. But they've already won the spring. This was their second event. They won up in Jacksonville a couple yeah. weeks earlier. So they certainly got some positive momentum going, and, and, and they've won that tournament probably 15 in the last 20 years, you know. So um, it's – yeah, I mean, there's certainly a home course advantage, but they're a good team too. So And, and they're somebody that are going to contend for, you know, SEC championship at the end of the day and, and postseason and, and hopefully try to get to NCAAs. They were there last year, you know, so. Let's bring up your team. Uh, first of all, it was the first official event. You did well, obviously, but individually you had four guys finish one through four at an event prior to that. Take people, you know, through why the first one didn't count and, and how it reveals the depth of your team is pretty high up there. Yeah, I mean, I think part of our job is is to get these guys tournament reps. And, you know, it's not – when we travel, we only travel with five, maybe six players. You know, we're not a – uh, a basketball team where you know you go to a rotation of eight to eleven people, you know, so you go with the five that you got, and those are the only ones that play. So everyone else kind of gets left behind. So when we get an opportunity to take an extra player to a tournament, or in that case, uh, over at the Veterans and Collegiate Orange County National, you know, we got an opportunity for four guys to compete. Um, so that's great. I mean, it's a college event. They were they were competing as individuals. They were play, playing with other teams, um, you know, so they can get fifty four holes in. 
feel the nerves, feel what that's like, and, and kind of kick off some of the cobwebs from the fall season. Um, you know, it's just great opportunity and experience for them. So I was very pleased with how they handled themselves, how they prepared themselves. Um, for Chase Gullickson to get his first win was as a freshman was truly incredible and, and kind of shows what, what potential and upside he has. And then uh, Shabam finished second there on the team uh, and second in the tournament, and Sam finished third, and Luke Breuer finished fourth. So if you look at that, you got freshman, freshman, sophomore, sophomore. So, um, you know, really good experience for those guys and, and hopefully pays dividends for the rest of the spring for us. Talk to Alvin about that. You really can't fully prepare for that first 36-hole day, <laughs> and it's right at the beginning of the season. Yeah. What do you try and do? You can't say, guys, we're going to play, you know, 80 holes in the yeah. next three days. Yeah, well, you, we can thank the NCAA care logs and compliance for that, that we can't prepare and practice for, you know, how we actually do in competition. But, um, but you know, I think when we sit down with these guys in the fall, we talk about those things in the off season of what they want to try to do and, and how they need to identify to get in a little better shape from a stamina, not only physical, but, but mental. Or, I mean, they're out there grinding from 8 a.m. till 6 p.m. mentally hitting every golf shot as well, not only carrying their clubs. But, um, you know, we, we try to get them as much as we can to, to try to do that stuff in the off season and encourage them to maybe once a week or once every two weeks go play 36 holes in a day, even if it's riding in a cart, at least, you know, trying to stay focused for, for the extent of an entire day, you know. So, um, you know, I mean, it's there's nothing that you can do that's going to prepare you for it. You know, when, when Shuby played his first one in the fall, it's the first time he had ever carried his clubs and walked 36 holes. Wow. And, and we kind of take it for granted that's what we do. But, um, you know, our next event, we've got 36 holes in one day, but we won't be care- – we'll be riding, which is nice. Okay. But uh, our event up at Colleton River is 36 holes in one day, and we'll be walking. Um, what sets the parameters for that? Why, why is it different? Some, some courses – don't want you to walk or don't want you to ride some of its pace of play depending on the time of the year if they've got enough carts or whatever but like the uf golf course is easy to walk it's back and forth you know i mean there are some hills and stuff but it's easy to get around um so we're gonna play we'll play four more events this spring that are 36 18 where the guys are gonna carry their club so um you know that allows us to to get another tournament in because it's only two days versus three days so um you know there's some strategy involved with that but at the end of the day you know a lot of it's about mental toughness more than physical toughness and and that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to get a little more mentally tough i think we've kind of lacked that the last couple years and when times got tough we didn't respond to the best of the adversity and regionals last year it rained and and i don't think we did a very good job of handling that so um you know if you look at our schedule we're going to go up into south carolina the first part of march and it, it can be a little dicey it might be 45 50 degrees and windy and rainy and everything like that and why it might not be fun it's as I mentioned earlier, it's about trying to be prepared for, for the postseason. Nice. And the last thing, uh, obviously, I wasn't going to make Alvin talk about himself too much, but yeah. when you see all the uh, where he ranks all-time school and right at the top, uh, we talked about him a lot. But uh, what's so special about him and how well compared to his past is he playing now? Yeah, he. I mean, Coach Caldwell, I think, summed it up on, on Sunday uh, up there. He's like, because this is the best I've seen him look. And, and – you know, I think for him, he just doesn't have any glaring weaknesses. You know, he, he doesn't have something that is a crutch for him. He does everything uh, well, and he does some things exceptionally well. But um, 
he is not I think the thing for him is you know he's in pretty good control of his golf ball and, and the shot he can he can move in both directions um, I think that he's, he's pretty long off the tee so that helps shorten the golf course for him um, he's pretty good around the greens he's got good imagination chooses the right shot uh, at the right time and based off the lie and, and what the, the whole location looks like but um, I think the thing with him is he's just not intimidated I mean he's it doesn't matter who he's playing with he just does his own thing and he doesn't get caught up in the surrounding and the noise or anything like that he just kind of stays true to who he is and um it's allowed him to to be not only successful but to be consistent um you know you talk to him he's kind of a little monotone and he's you know he doesn't have a whole lot of highs and lows but that's also what makes him a pretty good golfer too right so um he's got he's got an internal fire that to be the best that that he can be and um it's been really cool to see the leadership qualities both he and and Luke Gifford are our captains this year and they've done a tremendous job of trying to help some of these younger guys along whereas in the past album was just kind of a little bit more hey I just take care of myself Mm but he's trying to bring some people with him right now and and ultimately I think that's going to make us a better team I think it's going to make him a better better player um but but he's both he and Luke have really helped us out a lot this year being being captains awesome as always and thanks I hope the highs are where you rank on the scoreboard and the lows are your numbers on the card. Thanks a lot. Well said. I appreciate it. Thank you.